everything in the world is you and you are everything one with everything so this month first of all we're looking at living everyday wonder all the time for that is the way to look at life I think is to look at everything and say what's so beautiful about this what's so wonderful about this and now this month we're going to look at our inner life and I'd like to begin with this idea that can I see God in me can you see God in you and what does that mean what a big question so full screen please Randy this is from Ernest Holmes what we believe we believe that spirit is embodied in everyone and that we are all embodiments of the one spirit this is a Chinese proverb when the eye is not blocked the result is vision when the mind is not blocked the result is wisdom when the spirit is not blocked the result is love so how can we each open up to spirit and be more loving good question and Socrates said an unexamined life is not worth living yeah I guess you would be kind of living in a cloud or living I don't know navel-gazing maybe if you're not examining your life and perhaps it's the beauty of being a little bit older I'm examining my own life and really trying to live deliberately I hope that you are too this is from Brian Weiss only love is real God is everything the energy of love that possesses an incomprehensible wisdom and power we are all comprehended in God for he is in each and every one of us he is the substance of our being so today I'd like to look at God being all and love towards yourself and that we project what's inside of each of us so let's begin with God is all everything in the universe is within you ask all from yourself so how many of you have prayed as God as the answer rather than to God wishing that the answer would be provided I know it's a tricky one to think about the thing is though that if each of us actually is the hands and feet of spirit then where is spirit but right within each of us and what are we praying for praying to be one with spirit so that we can see life through the eyes of spirit I mean that's really the ultimate reality isn't it I know that it might give you a little pretzel brain thinking about that but allow that idea to bubble up in you this week the idea that the wisdom is within you because spirit is within you so all you need to do when you pray is open up to that spirit that is within and you know God comes to us disguised as our life so when I was asking you can you experience God is God within you our life everything in life is spirit is God whatever you choose to call it and it really does come 
to us disguised as our life. And I know that maybe you had this idea that, you know, this lightning bolt would come from the sky and you'd be, you know, have this big epiphany. And sometimes that happens. But God is also in the mundane, in the usual, in the washing of dishes, in the cleaning of the toilet bowl, in the having a conversation with your friend, in, in the cup of tea or coffee that you have in the morning, in the beauty of the sunrise, in the ugliness of something being transformed and its decay. God is everywhere. God loves things by becoming them. And Jesus' Jesus's life was meant to declare that humanity has never been separate from God. That's Jim Rohr. The spiritual journey is about learning to recognize the Creator's presence all around us and in everyone we meet. So if you're sitting with someone at home, take a look at them for a moment. And if you're sitting here in the sanctuary, take a look at someone else. I see spirit in you, the face of God, and you are beautiful. So what is your definition of God? Could I have just a couple of comments from the audience? And you at home, I can hear you. What is your definition of God? Reverend Pat. For me, God is a vibration. God is a vibration. Emilio. God is all that is. God is all that is. Anyone else? Okay, let's see what someone else has to say. Wayne Dyer says, God is the highest place within each and every one of us. It's our divine self. Michael Singer says, the source of you. Debbie Ford says, I define God as an energy, a spiritual energy. It has no denomination. It has no judgment. It has an energy that when we're connected to it, we know why we're here and what we're here to do. Von Franklin, Devon Franklin says, God is not only the alpha, the omega. He is friend. He is confidant. He is a buddy. He is a lover of my soul. That's my definition of God. Marianne Williamson says, an all-encompassing love that is the source of all, the reality of all, and the being through which I am. Llewellyn Von Lee, he is my beloved. He is my most intimate beloved, my friend, the one I look to in everything. I wouldn't try to define him because no one knows God but God. He's beyond even our idea of beyond. Eckhart Tolle says, God is beyond all forms of life, but also dwells, every, dwells within, indwells every form of life as their essence. God is both beyond and within. Gabriel Bernstein, my definition of God is the ever-present essence of love. Deepak Chopra, God is the evolutionary impulse of the universe. God is infinite creativity, infinite love, infinite compassion, infinite caring. And Charles Fillmore, the co-founder of Unity, God, 
the one and only omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent spirit mind. So what or who is God to you? And only you have that answer. And it's just perfect for you in this moment. In reality, living by someone else's definition keeps you from true knowledge. To just accept traditional wisdom is a definite way to remain limited. And you know, we do that to begin with, don't we? We learn that in school even, to do things someone else's way. I remember my sister quit high school in the end of grade nine because she loved art. And the art teacher said, no, you're not allowed to do art in this way. You have to do it my way. And she thought that was just way too limiting. And she quit school <laughs> and proceeded to live a really great life and did some of the most amazing artwork based on her own ideas. So have you felt that sometimes? Like, I'm not going to listen to what you have to say. I'm going to make up my own mind. Or have you been one that lives according to someone else's thoughts and beliefs? Either way is fine. The thing is, though, that I'm here to tell you, if you choose to discover this yourself, you have a wisdom within you that is spirit. And you have a speciality that is you. You are unique. And without being who you are, how can you make the world complete? You can't. You have to be you. So why not just be you? So love towards yourself. Let's look at that. When you love yourself for who you really are, you elevate your spiritual consciousness and your love for yourself expands. And it's an interesting idea that love expands when you express love, when you feel love, when you open to love. And it's like everything in life. What you focus on grows. So why not focus on loving yourself? How might you love yourself right now? What might you do or say? Loving myself sometimes is just putting on my lipstick. Because it makes me feel loved. And that's a really simple and maybe corny thing, but self-care is love, isn't it? Sing this one with me, Emilio. This is one of my favorite songs. I love myself so much That I can love you so much That you can love you so much That you can start loving me Shall we do it once more? I love myself so much That I can love you so much That you can love you so much that you can start loving me. Thank you. And you know, there's a lot of truth to that. When you love yourself, it's easier to love someone else. But when you don't love yourself, it can be really challenging to love anybody else. It has to start with each of us, within each of us. And I think a lot of the trouble in the world today could be solved, could be made less troublesome if we started with self-love. And so, if you know someone who doesn't love themselves as much as they ought to, maybe you can be encouraging. Maybe somehow you can show them what love looks like by being an example and by loving them. 
Can I full screen again, Randy? This one is something from uh, Wayne Dyer. It's a quote that I just love. When you squeeze an orange, you'll always get orange juice to come out. What comes out is what's inside. The same logic applies to you. When someone squeezes you, puts pressure on you, or says something unflattering or critical, or, and out of you comes anger, hatred, bitterness, tension, depression, or anxiety, that's what's inside. You see, they've squeezed you, and what you had inside were all those things. So if you're under pressure, do you get more loving? Or does hatred, bitterness, anger, tension come out? And it's not good or bad, but it reveals the work you've got to do. If love and joy are what you want and get, want to give and receive, change your life by changing what's inside. And that begins with just becoming aware of your self-talk, aware of your self-care. Because we project what's inside. People project what they are thinking and feeling on the inside onto other people to disconnect from it and to free themselves of any blame or responsibility. You've heard the saying, hurt people hurt people. And that's them projecting the hurt they have inside. So how about this week? If somebody's being nasty or difficult or critical to recognize that that's the orange juice they have inside. And how can you be more loving of them? How can you, perhaps even just from a distance, send love to them instead? And if you're being critical, how can you be loving to yourself instead? Maybe it's to ask, what's really going on here? Why am I feeling this discomfort? And you'll get an answer, for the answer is within you. Never take anyone that anyone else says, never take anything that anyone else says or does to you personally, because they're simply projecting what's inside of them. And it can be hard when someone's mean or nasty or critical, but to recognize that they're really hurting. Hurt people hurt people. When people call you names or say mean things, they're reflecting what they think and feel about themselves. Because we can only say what we truly, truly feel inside, what we believe. When people do nasty things to you, they're treating you how they feel about themselves in that moment. It's not about you, it's about them. And it can be really difficult, especially if they're really loud. But to send love instead and to recognize it's not about me, it's about them. Can you say that? It's not about me, it's about them. Whoops, I touched my microphone, sorry guys. In other words, you, they, try to transfer ownership of these troubling feelings to some external source. It's as though somehow by hurting you, I'm healing myself. And yet, what does that do when I hurt someone else? I start to then experience hurt not only from them, but from me. So now I've got double the hurt going on. And that's not very useful. 
And so recognize that bad behavior, criticism, nastiness from someone else or from ourselves is an attempt to try and heal something in a very non-constructive way. And life is a mirror and will reflect, reflect back to the thinker what he thinks into it. That's Ernest Holmes again. So that takes it to a whole other level. You may be feeling and criticizing yourself, feeling critical, feeling negative, feeling maybe sad. Life will bring you more of that because who you are inside reflects back to you. So ultimately, what am I saying? We are each responsible for how life shows up for us. I'm not talking about the war on the other side of the world. I'm talking about your reactions to what happens to you in your everyday life, your reality. So do you consider your problems to come from outside conditions? It sure seems that way sometimes. Have you been trying in vain to change the world surrounding you in hopes that things will improve? We even pray that way sometimes, don't we? thinking that somehow this God with a big G on his chest that's sitting on a chair up in the sky is going to come down and change someone else's behavior because we prayed. That's not how prayer works. Prayer is a connection to remembering the spirit within. We do not fix anything with prayer. What we do is align with the goodness of spirit, with the love of spirit, so that we can then be more of that in the world. And when we are, we reflect it out, and it reflects back, and then it's just this love fest. Are you ready for a love fest? Yes. <laughs> it was the French-born novelist, Annis Nin, who said, you do not see the world as it is. You see it as you are. And you've often heard me say, you create your reality according to your thoughts and beliefs. I'm not saying you create the reality, your reality. That's how you respond to absolutely everything in your life. So what you hold in your mind comes to life regardless of your preferences. So you may be giving lip service, saying, oh, I'm being so good, so loving, so kind. But everything around you is negative and critical and pushing all of your buttons. Then there's something in you that still is not in alignment with the love that you are. And it's your work to do, not theirs. Because the only place that we can change is within ourselves. So life is a mirror. Its reflection shines your image back to you. If you think the world is mean, nasty, hurtful, uncaring, you will look for evidence to substantiate this. Have you ever started off with a really bad mood? And it's like the whole day just went to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> and it started with that thought, that thought that life is yucky, that you're feeling negative. How about turning that around and thinking about something that brings you joy and pleasure instead and allow that to be the guiding vibration that you are as you move through your day? 
And there are some people that claim life is wonderful. Every time you meet them, it's like, life is great, it's wonderful. I have a husband like that who actually today turns 72. I love you, Randy. Happy birthday, Randy. <laughs> and they attract pleasant experiences as a result. I don't know if you've ever been around Randy, but it always feels good to be around him because he's a positive, upbeat person and he expects good to happen. So are you positive and upbeat? Do you expect good things to happen? Are you choosing happiness over some form of negativity? Because it is a choice. Earl Nightingale says, our environment, the world in which we live and work, is a mirror of our attitudes and expectations. And you're continually shaping the world around you as a result of unconscious and conscious thinking. So maybe you're saying, well, I've, I've been really positive, but things are still really yucky. Because there's still unconscious beliefs and thoughts within you that haven't been loved enough to be transformed. So why don't you take just a moment right now, close your eyes, and think about one negative thought that you just had, perhaps, or that you had this week. And what about just seeing it surrounded with love, permeated with love, transformed by love, and allow love to do its work. Open your eyes. And it may not have happened instantaneously, but know that love is working to transform. Meg Lundstrom says, when you see something on the outside, such an, as an event or situation, Look inside yourself for the reflection, the parallel, the connection. Because you'll always find it. The choice is yours. Reality shows up according to your thoughts. Life is neither fair nor unfair. It merely provides confirmation of your thoughts. So if you want to know what you've been thinking, look at your life today. Mine's pretty darn good. Can you see how my head is swollen because I'm so happy? <laughs> I know it's not about ego, but it really is nice to be able to smile. It was Albert Einstein who said, we cannot solve our problems with the same level of thinking that created them. And though we sometimes try, don't we? Rather than shifting our attitude our thinking to something better. And it doesn't have to be about that situation. Like I invite you in the middle of a negative thought or the negative feeling or a crisis or any of that to think of something that brought you joy. That's all you need to do. You don't have to see that situation as being joyful. Anything. Because as you open up to that idea, more of that idea and like ideas like it start to show up for you. So it makes sense to examine your thoughts to improve your conditions. If you have a problem, ask, do I focus on the problem or do I focus on the solution? How many people do you know that have all kinds of great ideas on how you might do something better? You know what? They're actually talking about themselves and the kind of self-talk that they have. And what is the solution to that? I love you. Thanks for sharing.
Spirit says yes either way. If you're being negative, spirit says yes. If you're being loving, spirit says yes. So what would you rather have? Spirit saying yes to you being loving, positive, happy, jubilant, singing, joyful, or negative, depressed, nasty, it even feels low. So we looked at our definitions, many definitions of God. It's actually pretty undefinable, isn't it? And loving yourself first creates a reality that is loving back because we project what's inside. Would you say this one with me? The spirit within me is God. Spirit is perfect. I am perfect. And let's anchor this with a beautiful song by Karen Drucker, I Am Healed. And Emilio. This is a fun one too. Thank you. 